Hi everyone and welcome back to the Mouth of Time podcast brought to you by the Shields Gazette. I'm Dominic Skirr, joined as ever by Miles Starforth and Joe Buck. Back again to discuss recent matches for Newcastle, a bit of positivity as we're now into the international break. Miles, I'll start with you. Just how are you doing and what did you think of that game on, on Friday night? I'm good, thanks. Back to back wins, a bit of sunshine always helps, of course. Um, well, those two games are so important for the club, really, going into this break. Um, they'd had that tough run of games, tough runners up results. You know, unfortunate to, to lose some of those games, really. Um, so it was much needed, and, and to go into this two-week break um, was hugely important on a on a positive. Uh, and they did just that. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Alexander Isak, terrific performance, but uh, the manner of the victory as well, c- coming from behind, two late goals in each half. Um, I think everyone went home very happy. Yeah, and Joe, as Miles says, when you five games without a win, three defeats in a, in a row in all competitions, and then to win back-to-back games, 2-1, the Wolves game, good performance, got the result in the end. Forest, for the first time this season, they've managed to come from behind and they showed real character in the end to to snatch it. Bit of fortune, late penalty, but thoroughly deserved in the end, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I think they, they definitely deserved both both wins, I think. Um, the one on Friday night was particularly impressive because they were on top and, you know, and they did deserve to win, but we've seen over the last few weeks, well, pretty much all season, really, that, you know, they do struggle to score goals. And it was just, you did worry when the offside goal happened, a couple of other chances, you know, hit the bar twice. You did think, is this going to be one of those days? But, you know, fair play, they kept going. And Alexander Isak at the end, you know, coolest person in that stadium. I bet he was, he looked less nervous. And certainly I was watching TV and I bet he was less nervous and he was in the press box and all them fans there. But yeah, incredible incredible win and one that was it felt a bit of a season defining moment I don't know if you felt that but for me it felt like a game that we would might look back on this game in May and think that you know that was a turning point or that was a you know, real big three points yeah it was a thoroughly entertaining game as well for, for the neutral I think if it's one of them if Newcastle had a drawn it you would have seen that's two points drop particularly that Elliot Anderson incident just miles how how good are you for Elliot Anderson and what did you make of the the VAR call to to disallow his goal for offside we, we were sat next to each other at the game when we were, we were trying to figure out exactly what had happened um and uh, like Eddie how after the game he he wasn't exactly sure uh, we have a better idea now but yeah I was I was gutted from really because at the start of the season, there was this debate whether he should go away on loan, whether he should stay, was he going to play enough football? But uh, I think the decision to keep him here has been been more than vindicated. He, he's he's not been starting week in, week out. We wouldn't expect him to, but he's he's made a big contribution this season. And to see him have that kind of impact in the Premier League game, this is you know this is a twenty year old player who's got international players ahead of him to to get us to come on at the break ahead of someone like Callum Wilson. Um, or the other players on the bench uh, was just an example of how highly he's rated by Eddie Howe. And, and we've both seen him play under 21 football, um, football um, in, over the past few years. Um, so, um, uh, and he was head and shoulders above many players at that level. And to see him come and now hold his own in Premier League games and take the goal as well as he did, um, I was obviously guided for him um, at the time, but he, he, he'll have left the field the field um, kind of buoyed and encouraged by the, you know, the results, uh, the backing from his teammates the, and the faith that Eddie Howe's got in him. 
Yeah, and Joe, we were confused in the press box, watching from home with the sort of, I guess, support of uh, the Sky Sports co commentary and the replays. What what did you make of that decision? No, we were just as confused, well, we I think, watching on TV. Watching on TV. Uh, uh, got no, you got no idea what really happened. Um, even the, the commentators weren't, you know, they didn't really know. I think everyone knew that the not the Forest player had kicked it deliberately. I think that was always the issue. And then the fact that it, hit another def not another deflection the other player then kicked it again it just seemed like well that's a goal and i was shocked it was overturned i've seen that every pundit and every referee give their opinion on it and i'm yet to see anyone who agrees with the decision i'm glad it didn't affect the outcome of the game as miles said i'm good for elliot anderson because you could see how much that goal meant to him and how much it meant to the players as a great photo of him dan burn longstaff and murphy all you know celebrating and that's what that moment was and but you know boyhood fan getting his first goal for the club and it's it's a shame it didn't count, but and it's a, I think it's glad for the ref. I think the referee will be glad, and the Premier League will be glad that that didn't really impact the result because it could have been a big, major scandal. But you look back to last week, and all going to touch too much that Nick Pope decision against Wolves. You know that that went in our favour that time. The Nottingham Forest one didn't at that point. So I think it's just you know these things even themselves out. And I think that we did get a wrong decision that time, but three points are in the bag. So let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the official the official reason from the Premier League, Felipe was uh, the Nottingham Forest defender deemed to have not deliberately played the ball um, to Sean Longstaff. So if you watch a replay, believe that if, if you want or um, <laughs> make of that what you will. But one player who, who did deliberately play the ball and was unfortunately put, punished for it was Sven Botman in the first half. Um, Manuel Dennis intercept, intercepts his pass and then digs it over Nick Pope. Great finish. But uh, another goal conceded for Newcastle, another defensive error. And, and Miles, those those errors were saw with Kieran Trippier against Wolves the week before. They're the creeping into Newcastle's game and, and defensively, they're the looking a slightly more fragile side than they have been previously. You, although the res past two results have been positive, they have been sort of littered with uh, those defensive mistakes. Yeah, I think we've spoken a few about a few errors the past couple of months. Um, the... I guess a bit of context is needed. Context is is needed really when you look at the goals conceded. Column, you know, the defence is still still the best in the, the division. Um, obviously, there will be a concern to, to Eddie Howe that there was those set piece goals they conceded um, a few weeks ago as well. Um, obviously, in terms of Botman, you can probably count the mistakes he's made on 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 one hand really since he's joined the club. Um, so he's got nothing to nothing to be ashamed about in terms of that particular mistake. But uh, yeah, the, 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 I suppose the good in that point of view, the good the good thing is now they've got this uh, two week break to, to work on a few things. Uh, the Botman and a few others won't be with the squad in Dubai. Um, I'm I'm not too concerned about the defence. They'd almost been the defence had almost been overachieving in the first half of the season. If you in terms of goals conceded, it was it was phenomenal. Really, this was a team that couldn't keep a clean sheet. Um, a little over a year ago, and to go from that to where, they were, that to where they were was uh, was remarkable, really. So, um, I'm, I'm not too concerned, but uh, obviously, there's going to be a chance to, to work on some things now. Yeah, and before the game, uh, Joe Newcastle were hit with the blow that Miguel Almiron, top scorer, would be out. They've also been hit with Nick Pope now withdrawing from the England squad. Um, how big a how big a blow was that Miguel Almiron before kickoff? Even though it didn't impact the result in in the end, he's now facing potentially six weeks on the sidelines. 
Yeah, it was it was a big blow when it emerged. I think the only selection decision in my head that Eddie Howe had to make for that game was, you know, whether it be Almiron or Murphy. Obviously, Murphy started against Wolves. Almiron came on and got the goal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame to see yeah, him out because he's been he's been really good this season. You know, he's top scorer. He's shown why Eddie Howe loves him and you know why he got that three and a half year extension with Conrad. And it will be a shame over the next few weeks. I think it would be nice to see Anthony Gordon back. I know that you know if he's touching goal for the Man U game, but they've got enough people in them areas. Luckily, you know with Saint Maximin as well. So and obviously we saw Elliot Anderson on Friday night. So I think they've got enough cover without Almiron, but. It will be a big miss because, as I said, he's been he's been great this season. But there's enough. I've got enough trust in all the other options they've got to, you know, negate the fact that he's absent. And hopefully, his absence isn't really isn't really tested really next tested. month because it's a massive month in April coming up. You know, with some of the games they've got. Yeah, Miles, what's your understanding of the the injury situation, as you like, where Nick Pope's uh, withdrawn from the England squad? Um, we've had. Um, Fabian Shell so missed out from the from the Switzerland squad. Miguel Almiron, obviously, Alan St. Maximin, Eddie Howe mentioned. Um, there's a few players now, but this two-week break almost comes at a good time to help them recover. Yeah, Eddie Howe now on a few occasions has spoken about the kind of bumps and bruises. He, he spoke last week about nursing a few players, managing players. And I think some of these injuries um, are a case of managing little issues that players are going to have at this stage of their season. They've played a lot of football. Um the Elmer on the ones, of course, is a concern. His international manager spoke about three weeks. So then Eddie Howe came out after the game in his press conference and said it's a six-week injury. So that would, you know, we're looking at May really to, before we see him again, which is which is a significant blow given the impact he's made. That's, you know, 11 goals this season. So other players are going to have to step up in in terms of share. That Again, it came out from his international um, kind of country. Talk about a foot injury uh, in Switzerland. Um Eddie Howe kind of played played it down and, and just again spoke about kind of managing it uh, um, over these two weeks. And it, yeah, as I said, it's that kind of stage of the season. Nick Pope, we don't know a great deal about this injury, although we understand he played with the problem at Nottingham Forest. I think whether we find out any more from the England press conference tomorrow, um, uh, maybe uh, Eddie Howe will speak from Dubai, the training camp, and we'll find out a bit more from uh, from that end but um yeah I, th I think a lot of this is kind of the kind of injuries we'd expect to be players to be carrying at this stage of the season but uh, yeah Almiron certainly is a blow yeah and now we're into the international break one player who was probably a bit nervous about given what happened to him the last international break but Alexander Isak away with Sweden now um Joe just we've spoke about him before his impact has been limited but Hard to argue, hard to question his impact the last two games been incredible. Yeah, he's been tremendous. I think just he's the player that we all hoped that we'd see. And obviously it took a while with that injury. Um, but yeah, he's been really good. Just in all aspects of the game, I, I can't praise him enough. I think that he's got so many, you know, different aspects to his game. He's he's strong, he's good in the air, as we saw with that header against Wolves. He's you know, he's quick in behind defenders. He the the way he has the ball at his feet. Because he's so tall, it, it, the, I don't know, the ball looks not weird at his feet, but he's just got such good close control. Like, and defenders just can't seem to handle him when he, you know, when he twists and turns in the box. And even little things like for the his little spin he did when he got off the ground to then give the ball to Anson for the goal was disallowed. You know, that just is tremendous. And I'm, I'm loving seeing him. I'm glad he's getting 90 minutes, especially with Callum Wilson out of form and not looking, you know, himself at the minute. It's good to see Isaac stepping up and, you know, becoming that new, the new 
focal point of the team, really. I think that it's brilliant for Nahau to have Wilson and Isak, hopefully, you know, back in form come April. You know, Wilson will be pushing for that starting spot. Isak, as we saw, can drift out the left if needed. It's just it's a brilliant position to be in, and I just love seeing, seeing him play. Yeah, and Wilson's sort of been the first choice striker for Newcastle, but Isak now, based on the last last two performances in particular, and as you say, Joe, Wilson, I think one goal in, in 15, 16 games for him now. Um, Miles Isak's now the first choice striker for Newcastle based on what we've seen. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. And we've, we've spoken about how different he is to, to Isak and Wilson are really. Um, Isak's not the kind of centre forward that's going to rough up defenders in the way that Wilson does. He, he's got that kind of nasty streak to him, which, which you know, you often need in that position, but he's got a bit of everything, really. I think Joe's listed a lot of his attributes. He, he, he's got so many kind of strings to his bow, and we, we've seen a few of those in the past couple of weeks. And I'm so pleased for him, given you know how frustrating how frustrating a season he has. You know that that injury last September, of course, in international duty, the last time he went away, away. Uh, and, and then he was missing until January in the FA Cup, of course. So it's terrific, really, to see him in form. He, you can see him adapting to the English game, the physicality, the intensity, um, the pace, and uh, and to see him score um, the header that he did the previous week was was terrific. Really, those are the kind of goals that we we expect a centre forward uh, to score, and he, he's quite capable of scoring. Yeah, and back-to-back wins for Newcastle now takes them fifth in the league, two points off um, Spurs in in fourth, but with two games in hand and. And suddenly the the picture is the Champions League charge is almost almost back on if you like if it if it ever went away in the first place. We look at the situation. Um, Spurs find themselves in despite their their position. Um, they must be pretty concerned about what the direction that club's going in, that team's going in. Um, big questions over Conte as well, uh, where there's a lot of stability up here and. Um, the team's had that dip, of course, if you want to call it that. But uh, real opportunity now in the final couple of months of the season to, to push on and, and potentially into that top four place. Yeah, and um, just after Friday's game, Newcastle flew out to Dubai, uh, warm weather training camp. The players have been given a bit of time off before the, the start, uh, the full full training work. But Miles, um, does this come at a good time for Newcastle? And um, what's your understanding of, of what Newcastle will be doing out um, in the UAE? Well, Eddie House hasn't spoken too much about what the plan is. What he did say was there was a bit of rest and recuperation to start with, which is what exactly what he said last year when they went to Dubai. Some players have probably had the weekend to themselves. Some have been elsewhere. We've seen Bruno, Bruno and um, Jalinton. They've been away um, elsewhere, maybe one or two other players too. And of course, there's a number of internationals. But uh, yeah, the, the real work will start uh, kind of later this week ahead of that Manchester United game. I'm not sure if they'll be playing in any training games or friendlies over there. Um, I'm sure we'll find out. But uh, it's a good opportunity to get some some rest and and uh, get some warm weather training, even though the weather seems to be picking up a little bit here. And we've, hopefully, we've seen the last of the snow, um, which has obviously impacted training over the past few weeks. So, um, no, I think it's a good opportunity and something that Eddie Howe, as we know, he's, he did at Bournemouth. He would take his players away during these breaks, get them together. Um, he's very much about the team, team bonding, um, and we've seen the same here. Yeah, and after after the international break, big game for Newcastle, play Manchester United, and if they win win that game, they'll, they'll go ahead of Man U in the table, which is, which is um, 
crazy to think, really. And, and, and Joe, just how big is this game against Man U, given Newcastle now have a couple of weeks to prepare for it? And, and, and what, what should be the approach to it, really? I think it's massive. I'm, I'm sick of having big games against Manchester United, but uh, it is it is a huge, huge game. I think with Man U on this Sunday, and then they've got West Ham in midweek and Brentford at the weekend. They're you know they're three big, big games. I think that that's going to be a defining week of the season. Um, but I think if they if they can beat Man U, I'd say they go third now with you know games in hand and all that. Being third doesn't really make that much of a difference, especially beginning of April. But just psychologically, that'll be such a huge boost for them. Um, I think I think it's a massive. If they, as long as they don't get beat, I think they'll. I don't. They won't settle for a point. Eddie Howe will never settle for a point. But I do think that they would be happy with with a point from that one and go into them games against West Ham and Brentford, which you know aren't easy games, um, in full confidence. But having two weeks to prepare for that Man U game, considering all you know all the internationals Man U will have, I think that's it's going to be a big couple of weeks coming up for them. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Man U as well. Chance of revenge. They're missing some key players as well. Ganacho's out injured. Casemiro's suspended. Um, Newcastle have Joe Linton back from suspension. Um, Marcus Rashford's dropped out of the England squad. You'd expect him to recover in time for the game. But, Miles, it's a, um, it's a finely poised game at St James's Park um, on April 2nd. Yeah, and it goes back to what we what we said before the the final. Really, you you expect them to compete every game, and okay, the key moments in the final went against them. Those two, those two or three moments, key moments, but they were competitive. They were competitive between the boxes, um, uh, and unlucky uh, with that deflection as well. So, whatever whatever happens between now and then, they're going to compete on that day, um, and it, and it's all set up for a ter- terrific um, occasion, especially to say. Um, uh, Jill Linton's back from that suspension. A big performance from him, no doubt. Uh, and Isak's in form. Some other decisions to make in terms of the team. So, no, it's, it's certainly one to look forward to. Uh, and it's as we get to that kind of business end of the season now, these games are only going to get bigger. Yeah, and Joe, with Joe Linton back from suspension, does he get back in that team? I mean, the midfield have been performing really well, but potentially the, the left wing position could open up with Alan St. Maximin obviously going off injured at, at half time at first. Yeah, it's a big decision for Eddie Howe to make. I don't know whether it changed the middle three. I think, to be fair, you've got to shout out Joe Willick. He's been phenomenal the last couple of games. So that would be the usual slot you would expect Joe Linton to um, you know, slot into. But you, you can't drop Willick after them couple of games. Obviously, Bruno, you can't. So it'll just be Longstaff in that midfield. But Longstaff's done, you know, absolutely nothing wrong over the last few games. So he might end up going back to Joe Linton out wide with Willigan behind. That did work for, you know, for quite a few games at the beginning of the year. So it'd be, it is a big call for Eddie Howe to make and one that you'd be happy you haven't to make. But, you know, it's I don't envy his decision. Yeah, and we'll have all the all the sort of previews going into that game, all the, all the news from over in Dubai, team news, transfer gossip uh, heading into the summer over on the, the Shields Gazette website. Um, we'll have updates from Eddie Howe, I'm sure, over over in Dubai in the in the coming weeks, hopefully, as well. Um, so you can check out all the coverage of that on the Shields Gazette website, shieldsgazette.com. You can also subscribe uh, for unlimited ad light access to all of our Newcastle United coverage. Just head over to shieldsgazette.com forward slash subscriptions for more information on that. But for now, Miles, Joe, thanks as always for joining us on the Mouth of Time podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Cheers.